Yeah, it is Monday, February. What is today? The 18th. Got my dates right. Got my dates right. You are listening to the Jay Vass Show. I am your host, Jay Vass. Today's show is a good one, just like last week and the week before and the week before that. Because once again, that's what we have in this show. Nothing but great shows. And um, on today's episode, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day. Is it overrated holiday? What do you do for Valentine's Day? We'll keep it short and simple. Um, also, we'll discuss the Colin Kaepernick $80 million settlement. And later on on the show, we'll let you know what you have to do to win a pair of tickets for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo so you can go see Cardi B. So we are joined by two raw from Houston, Texas. He is an up and coming. I'm not going to say up and coming because the boy been putting in work. He is an independent artist out of Houston, Texas. He's won Jack Daniels jacking for beats. He's won the Testify to Hip Hop by Tech 9 competition. He was featured on the Sway uh, Good Morning South by Southwest show. And uh, the boy is making noise around the city, man. That boy been putting in work. So we are joined by him later on. We'll talk about winning those competitions, what it did for his career. We'll talk about his uh, experiences with fans and a lot more as well. So once again, make sure you guys follow us on all the social media pages at the JVAS show uh, on Instagram. Better yet, why don't you go to the website, thejvassshow.com. And on top of the website, we got the icons where you can click on it and it will redirect you to our social media pages. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, it is also on there. But if you want to go directly to it, it is thejvassshowtv.com. And uh, we have a lot of YouTube exclusive interviews for that as well. Once again, thank you guys for listening to the show. We understand you have other options, but you are listening to us. The Jay Vass Show, and we appreciate it here at the office. And uh, hope you guys have a great week. Kick Monday right in the nuts so we can get to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Next thing you know, it's payday again, and we're out there balling out, acting an ass. So make sure you guys join us on Friday. We'll be in Dallas for the Nipsey Hustle event. We'll be out in Houston on Saturday for the Tejas Lowrider movement as well. Stop by the booth. Um, get in your shout out if you're an independent artist submit your music at artists at the show.com so it can be featured on the underdog and if you want to be featured um if you want to do an interview for the podcast as well make sure you guys hit us up at artists at the show.com and we'll be able to get that going for you as well so once again hope you guys have a great week i hope you guys enjoy the show and let's go Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the J Vass Show. Welcome back to the J Vass Show. I am your host, J Vass, alongside my co-host. Hopefully he does not interrupt this introduction. Prince Jericho, what's up? What's good? I didn't interrupt you this time. <laughs> I, you wanted to, because I can see on the recording you took like a breath, like you were about to say what's up in the middle of the introduction, but then you heard me say you know, predicting that you were going to interrupt. <laughs> so you kind of took a step back. Um, I actually held my breath this time. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, like, I, wait, I knew wait, you wait. were, I knew you were coming after the, what's up in the middle of my, <laughs> my co-host, what's up? Like, hold on, bro. Like, shit. Let me <laughs> tell these people. It's who, just taking nature to me, dog. It's, it's hard for me to, to just chill now. Yeah, man. Good, so bro? I'm good. I am good. I'm ready to talk some shit. Um, First and foremost, I want to say, let's talk about Valentine's. 
Valentine's Day, overrated as man-made holiday. Um, before I do go into my rant, because this is it is a rant. That's what I do. Uh, what, what what's up with you on Valentine's Day? Is this is this something you and your girl celebrate? Is this something? Did you get her anything this year, or or what's up? What happened? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I I got her something, man. And it kinda, it's uh, it's our bitch. You know, you got your girl something too, man. Don't lie. I did uh, it. Hey, you cold, bro. Let's go. Come That's on, talk. Don't, don't worry about me. Talk talk to me about what you did. <laughs> I got her purse, actually. Uh, she's been needing one. Um, and it, it's a, our holiday. You know, Valentine's Day means just a little bit more because that's when we actually really started talking. We got together. Uh, it's just not just a holiday for it's us. Fucking it's really gay. Really <laughs> it's just, it's perfect, man. It's our love story, so fuck it. But nah, man. Even through all that, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I really don't see the the purpose of it because that's it's just glorifying what you should be doing on a regular basis. You know, just for you know, making your your significant other feel loved and know that you care. It's just another holiday to go out and buy more shit. Um, you know, I got mine on 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 this. <laughs> I can I can I, I can understand what you're saying. You kind of sound your voice sounds real robotic. I did not want to interrupt you okay. though, but yeah, you sound like boop, shit. Beep, boop. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, I got the iPhone XR, so I should have no problem. <sighs> well, there you go. There you go again, trying to show off. But got the iPhone XR, <laughs> 64 gig. Um, Where's your bro? Yeah, upgrading like five years, man. You know, but. All right, so while my co-host sounds like shit and I cannot understand what he's saying, I don't even know what he said the last part. That's why I just said, you know, that's my way of saying, let's keep it I haven't paid my internet bill. That's why my, my network connection is slow right now. That's probably what it is. It's probably what it is. So uh, on my end, you know, I used to be kind of big on Valentine's Day just because and I'm saying Valentine's. I'm saying it right now because every time I say it on the previous recordings, Myra always corrects me. And if you don't know who Myra is, that is my girlfriend. She's like, you said Valentine's. With the M. That's not how you say it. So anyways, so uh, it, it is something that I would try to celebrate. But um, as, as I got older, I started seeing that it is, it is man-made as fuck. They, they had it on the, on the radio the other day. They had like a timetable of if you've been together for under a year, you should spend $100. If you've been together for over two years, you should spend over $180. If, you, if you're engaged, you should spend $300. If you've been married for this many years, and I'm like, see, see, that's that bullshit. That's that bullshit corporation. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the bullshit corporations want to feed into people, and stupid ass people fought fought into it, buying purses and stuff. And uh, so, anyways, um, I have um, a lot of friends on Facebook. Damn, he didn't catch what I said. Uh, I have a lot of friends on Facebook that, you know, they get on there and they want to be like the big bad wolf talking about, yeah, y'all step your game up. I just spent so much on my wife because I love her and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, dude, you're just a fucking puppet to the government. That's what you are. Now shut the fuck up. Um, if you gotta, if, if it takes a day in a year for you to show your wife that you love her, and if it takes fucking materialistic items to prove to your partner that you love them, you're a fucking dumbass. And again, this is not going direct toward anybody. I'm just saying this is my opinion. So, uh, you know what I realized? What's How up? many people were actually in relationships after uh, after Valentine's Day? Because that's the first time they posted anything with anybody. Like, oh shit! I just thought they were single this whole time. 
I don't, got the one day out of the year. Yeah, and and but but see, my thing is, you should show your partner you love them all year round. You should not wait. Oh my God, you should not wait. I keep getting text messages from my girlfriend, y'all. I really do apologize. Um, it's Valentine. And um, so yes. Um, see, I lost my train of train. Little little fuck, I can't even talk no more. Trying you to trying to read the text treat, messages. You should show your and talk at the same other. time. But anyways, you should show your significant other that you love them all year round. You should not wait for for the fourteenth of the fucking February every year. Uh, as far as what you spend on it, it's again you should it should not take a materialistic item to show somebody you love them. And if that's what it takes, then you're with the wrong person. Uh, now that I said that, I was too broke to buy a gift this year. And that's why I got this rant going. Um, and uh, <laughs> if you guys want to donate to my GoFund page, that would be really appreciated. So I can buy something for next year's uh, Valentine's Day. And um, I'm just fucking... <laughs> no, but um, but anyways, again, I, again, do what you do. You know, everybody guys their own opinion. Do what you do. Do whatever makes you happy. I don't give a shit. But all I'm saying is... It's kind of sad that you need a day to be man-made for you to show appreciation towards the person you love. With that being said, I did not buy my girlfriend anything this year for Valentine's, but it is a mutual understanding. However, we did hung out this weekend. We went to Buffalo Bayou and uh, out here in Houston. I've seen that. We went bike riding. Uh, I got a couple stories that go to go along with that. Uh, so we went bike riding, right? And at first it was okay. all good because it was downhill. So there was not too much effort going on, right? You're going downhill, the bike's <laughs> doing all the work. Going uphill though, boy, that's a motherfucker. So um, we, 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 we did the, I was wondering, well, I see your pictures, bro. I'm like, when you posted the pictures of the bike, I'm like, it was either before or after. <laughs> it was during taking breaks every two minutes. No, no. So, um, so you know, we went bike riding, did the whole picnic thing. Um, it was a pretty, pretty good weekend. Um, romantic, romantic. You know, that's what we did. Um, but as far as February goes, yeah, that's how I feel about it, man. Again, I'm not knocking nobody. You do what you do. Um, but don't act like you're a bad motherfucker because you're out here spending money on your wife once a year. Because that's pretty fucking sad. That's only once a year. Moving right along, man. We're going to keep the show going because this is not what we're focused on. We are focused on music and urban stuff, meaning black people's stuff. So, um, <laughs> that's racist. No, so. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you like the black community, though. You know, I fuck with y'all, man. I fuck with y'all. Um, um, so, yeah. You know, when I was introduced to rap music, my very first song that I heard in rap was I Ain't Mad At Y'all by Tupac. And ever since then, I was like, you know, I fuck with these people, man. And then, and then, I, heard, and then I heard SPM, and I was like, you know what? I don't got to fuck with them, because we got Mexicans that do it, too. But, nah, I'm just fucking with you. But, nah. Oh, now you don't got to pretend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, so, um, so moving along. The next story we wanted to talk about, uh, what, what, what was it? What was it? Um, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to talk about the Kaepernick story. So Kaepernick reached a, a settlement with the NFL, and the settlement is worth eighty million dollars. Do you un, do you know what the settlement was about? Uh, I I guess this was 
compensation for what he would have made had he not played or had he been playing, I guess. I, I really, I, I heard about it. Um, but I mean, that's really what I could draw a conclusion to. All right, guys. So I'm not black, but I know what the settlement is about. So, um, what happened was he felt he was being, um, targeted by NFL owners, meaning he was not getting a job because he was black and taking a knee during the anthem. So he felt he lost money by not being under contract with the NFL team. So he was suing the NFL. Apparently they came to a settlement to end all this other bullshit. They gave him $80 million. The man made his money. And that's that. It has nothing to do with him taking a knee as far as, as far as the settlement is not about, Oh, stop taking a knee. The settlement was about the money he'd lost by not playing in the NFL. Um, and I say that because I saw a lot of people talking about, oh, so it was injustice, but as soon as you get your money, no, the settlement was not about the taking a knee and him standing up for what he believes. The settlement was about the money he lost by not playing in the NFL because he felt NFL owners were not hiring him uh, because he, he, he was, you know, standing for his beliefs or, or taking a knee for his belief. Um, yeah. And I, I get it. I mean, it, it's crazy how shit changes, man. Do you remember when? When he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl uh, against the Ravens, he had a big hype around his name. Everybody loved him. He was on ESPN cover. He was on TV shows. Everybody loved this dude. White, black, Hispanic, Asians. Everybody was like Kaepernick was on top of the world. But as soon as he stood for what he believed, everybody turned on him. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Like, fucking crazy, man. Uh... Say my question is say something. I'm giving up on you. My question is, how much did he make off of that Nike ad that he did? He wants to talk about doing something for somebody, but did you notice that as soon as that Nike ad came out, you know, it really quieted down with the whole taking the knee movement and all that shit. Well, he people can't, got he, comfortable he can't, again. He can't do nothing no more. It's up to the NFL players that are on the league. He can't take a knee no more. Oh, well, I mean, they can still get fined if you really believe in something. If that's, I mean, I I know they're they're messing with your paycheck, but, uh, you know, if worse comes to worse, what's more important? What you're standing up for or your money coming in? And, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you really, really believe in this stuff or believe in a cause, then them fining you just mean you're doing something right. No, but see, and, that's to me. To me, that's dumb, because obviously taking a knee was not doing anything no more. Taking a knee was just being a distraction from what it was really supposed to mean. Because now, every time you heard of an NFL player took a took a knee, the only backlash to it was, oh, he's disrespecting the anthem, he's disrespecting the the flag, and he's disrespecting our veterans. Nobody was even paying attention to the fact that they were doing it for social injustice. Right. I mean, there's a lot of politics that got into that, too. Everybody all of a sudden have some kind of opinion on, on, on why he should or should not do it and this stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would just say I get, you know, that he felt this was owed to him because of the money he lost or may have lost. Uh, but like I said, it wasn't like he was doing bad, like 
why, why, like, if it, why are you demanding money from the same institution that, you know, tried to shut you up? And he's got offers elsewhere. He could take a pay cut and go to the AAF, but I heard he turned them down because they wouldn't give him twenty million. So, so really, what's it about, Colin? You got to know your worth sometimes too, though. Yeah, but I mean, our players, our pro athletes. Do you yeah, got a problem with black athletes. people, Prince? Are you really black? No. <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> I don't have no problem with black no, people. No, but see, I, say I don't think people. I don't think you're you're getting the point. It, his eighty million dollars was 100%. not about was not about the social injustice. It's the fact that he was out of a job because this people were not hiring him. So it was not about oh, it's for me to shut up or. I'm getting money from the company to try to shut me down. It's, yeah, I'm trying to get money from the company that shut me down, but they shut me down because I stood up for what I believed. And now they owe me money because he was in his prime. Well, I ain't gonna say he was in his prime anymore. He was going, he was leaning a little bit down. Uh, he was, he was going down ever since they got rid of Harbaugh. But that doesn't mean that the next year he could have gone to a different system and been a whole different quarterback. He's, Probably could have been better than half of some of these quarterbacks they've had. Polly was better than the quarterback we had in Houston at that time. Polly was better than Jacksonville current quarterback. Uh, better than the Jets quarterback. Better than the Cardinals quarterback. Better than Miami's quarterback. Definitely better than anything Cleveland had. Um, yeah. Cleveland just sucks. Um, who else? Who else? Let's see. Uh, the Rams okay, are good. Okay, so they blackballed him, but that doesn't mean he lost. He was, I, I mean, yeah, he was out of an NFL job, but he's got gotten so much publicity, so many endorsements for what he believed and stood up for. Why go after that money now? Because that's eighty million dollars that could help an organization. As far like I don't know what he's got going on, but I do, I do yeah. know he, I do know he helps like people. He gives out suits for people and shit like that for so they can better their lives. With $80 million, you can change a lot of lives. Now, again, I don't know if that's what he's going to do with that money, but I can see why he's doing it. Like, motherfuckers, y'all cost me my career just because I stood up for what I believed. Y'all better pay me. Hey, I, I'm only just stating out what I see, but at the end of the day, only God can judge a man's heart. And whatever Colin truly is standing up for, he and God know. So that's between those two. Um, I, I fully believe in standing up for what you believe in. And uh, it's definitely a great thing that he was trying to do is build awareness. Um, the sad thing is, though, that people have forgotten it. Um, and we're, we're uh, such a over, overly stimulated population that we it's hard to remember those things when we're just getting stuck with what's next, what's the new thing, you know? So I would just say to people out there, don't forget those who, uh, who are paving the way, who have paved the way, um, being it as it still is like history month. Um, even though it's past my deadline to speak on it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm still speaking on You're it. You're a little too late. Days too late, bro. <laughs> but, don't forget those that, that paved the way. We cannot forget our history, if you will. That's, that's my take on the bro. That's all I got to say about that. So, you know, that's it for the show, man. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all later. No, uh, so coming up, man, we got a pretty cool interview with a Houston artist named Too Raw. 
um pretty cool kid man he uh he was a uh, pretty energetic uh he's 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 been doing a lot of a lot of good shit for his name um he he won the um jacking for beat jack daniels jacking for beats competition he was also the, he was also the winner of the testify to hip-hop competition by tech nine and uh he appeared on the yep. sway in the morning south by southwest um and dude dude's uh dude's fucking raw man i guess that's why that's his name too raw but before we go into the interview we're gonna leave you with one of his tracks every time i get to this point i feel like i don't know the name of the tracks right because i'm always like you know um, no uh not that i'm scrambling but it's always like um how do you say Every every time I get to where oh we're about to go into this track, I never really have the name of the track ready. It's like I know mm-hmm. I know what track I'm gonna play, but it's always like um uh, how do I say this? It's like I have an idea. I haven't I know what track I'm gonna play, but at the moment that I get to this point, I don't remember the name of the track. So it's always right. like, so it's always, yeah, so it's always like, shit, what, what was the name of that song? But today I am ready and I'm lying to you. I was not ready. That's why I try to make this big excuse of why I didn't know what to say because I could not remember the name of the song. <laughs> Shout out to the boy Tura. We're going to leave you guys with one of his uh, tracks that he did called Bone Thugs. He's got a video of it on YouTube directed by Pep, P-E-P. I think that's how you say it. And I will be right back. To change my position, I'm what the game missing. Feel my hunger pains whenever you listen. Cross multiply, I'm just doing division. Yeah, try to compare me, but they ain't no other. Might just see me spitting game to your mother. Kept it underground like level two on Super Mario Brothers. I got this shit covered. The mainstream ain't ready. Keep one eye open, I'm looking for Fetty. With a bitch that lives just like ugly Betty. Word to Danny Trejo, I'm sharp as machetes. Flow is so deadly like snake venom. Got hate in your blood, can't relate to them. All they do is gossip, then I ain't with them. They was full of doubt, now I stay grinning. Look, dog, this is chess, not checkers, not checkmate. Trying to drag me down, that's just dead weight. Tryna make a hundred mil just like Hulk Hogan off a sex tape Paying dues, never changing crews, I got things to prove Say you making moves, but I can't trust you I can't even trust the cops now, or trust the news Man, trust me, dude, y'all looking at me like lucky you Only real ones know what I done struggled through Y'all better be scared for what's coming, dude The thing about T-Rock is that he was really good in the background And he was really good in the Yeah. So he came strong with both And then like something like me he might have had like the best MC in the room that night. Yeah. And he'd been on first. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have anybody else warm up the stage for him or warm the crowd up for him. He had to get out there and play. Yeah. And he, and, he, and he took it. Um, and so. At at it again, turn it back on me, won't let them back in. Then I got everything that they lack in. Keep with the safe, I get it cracking. I'm back to action. My ex chick trying to be best friends with my main chick. Trying to get them to give me dome at the same time. That's how you'll know that I made it. Knew I was coming up when I was riding shotgun with that boy T in the lab with swingers. I should probably link up with Miley Cyrus. Cause my whole album ain't nothing but bangers. Y'all little league boy, these majors. All my shit bump like cheap razors. Never changing up, still the same dude. Like the white and the green ranger. Don't hit me 
up like, hey stranger, you blowing up, don't forget about it, knowing damn well you ain't even come to one show, man, get the fuck from Ryan, even made it on sway, look at his face when he heard me spit my first two lines, missed my chance to spit, he did another cypher, it was like God gave me another moment to shine, this game is mine, don't tell me opposite, was never focused on school or on scholarship, I was just killing my even when crowds was only 20 people, guess what man, I rock this shit, you in my mind, but me man, I'm out of it, this is just who I became, and you know what dog? I'm proud of it, I'm proud of it, yeah. Uh, joining us now from Houston, Texas, he has been. Uh, you you had an appearance on the Sway in the Morning South by Southwest, uh, the winner of the Testify to Hip Hop competition uh, with Tech Nine. He was also the winner yeah. of the Jack Daniels Jacking for Beats. We got bars too raw. Welcome to the show, man. What up? Thanks for having me, man. Shout out to Belleville. I was just uh, messing with a girl that used to stay out there. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> See, usually I'm usually, <laughs> usually I usually I mention where I'm at and people are like, Belleville, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, man, it's just call it Africa. Like, we always joke about it. Like, man, you got a long drive to Africa. I was like, yeah, it's way at the, end of, the other end of the world. It's nowhere close to Houston. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> well man um it's some pretty impressive resume you got here man we, we we were looking at it as i mentioned uh you were the winner of the uh jack daniels jacking for beats um you have opened up for some artists like nipsey hustle slaughterhouse uh you have the appearance on sway in the mornings uh south by southwest uh local cypher i believe uh and yeah were, yeah that was like a was like two years back or like a year back two years back i think and you were also well, now it might be three now now that you now that new year came so yeah and you were also the winner on the right. testify to hip-hop competition with tech nine man those are those are pretty pretty big accomplishments um so you know we'll, we'll come back to this in a second but for now uh can you tell us a little bit about two raw who is two raw um and how how did you get started in in the music industry well, Two Raw, just basically just a, a Latin MC from Houston, you know, just uh, out here trying to make a name for myself. But um, basically started uh, way back. I was probably like 15, 16, rapping. You know, it's my first rap. So my grandpa does music, does a, like Tejano and plays all kinds of instruments. He's, he's dope. Like he wins awards and everything. He's the real deal. Nice. And uh, I, I got I to my mom to make him, you know, sneak me in there and. I recorded for my first time when I was like 15, made a little demo. It was really trash, but I was just happy to get in the studio and, it, you know, and especially a legit one. So I just up from there, I always, you know, got inspired by the local scene and always it always made me better. So through the years, I got better and better. Finally started getting good enough to, you know, throw my hat in the ring with some with some good MCs. I wanted to compete. So I competed and started winning showcases. and doing local ciphers and stuff and getting my name out there and um just stuff like that yeah so like 2012 when everything got pretty serious like i dropped my first solo project because when i first came in i was with a group and everybody kind of parted ways and did the family thing and i kind of just wanted to keep doing it so i went ahead and dropped the solo project and ever since then just he's been looking up every year something crazy happens where it's just like you know steps me in the right direction so it's just dope that's good. That's good. So let me ask nice. you this. Let me ask you this. As far as the competitions, um, is this like a like a rap battle competition, or or is it just go out there perform your tracks, and and depending on on that, or or, or how was the competitions 
like the Jack Daniels and the um, Testify to Hip Hop competition? Yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's different every time. It's it's really different every time. Sometimes it is a showcase where it's like whoever has the best song, you know, gets the crowd the most hype or, you know, the most interaction. If not, it would be like a, it's a cypher kind of thing where it's me and another MC and we both kind of spit what we got and the crowd like judges who's better. So like with the Jack Daniels thing, it was definitely like a, a it was um, 10 of us. That was like 200 plus rappers in Houston tried out for that shit. They narrowed it down to 50. And then, you know, you had to get people to vote for you. And you didn't get the text till like the day before the, the finals, the last 10. They, they revealed the last 10 list. So I, was, I made it and I was happy. As, I was happy. So, I mean, you know, was, it was like $5,000 on the line. And just it was a big deal because everybody knew about it. So um, that thing was kind of like, yeah, just spit on the beat. We couldn't curse. No, no. Like we couldn't curse at all. So it was it was kind of challenging. But uh, yeah, so whoever had the yeah, whoever had the best verse. You know the crowd would choose, and the, or the judges would choose in that in that uh, particular case. But then with the Tech Nine thing, it was like a battle thing. I hit; they wanted us to go head to head, straight freestyle, you know, type thing. And everyone was nervous because you know when you freestyle, sometimes you fuck up. So no one wanted to fuck up. So everyone, I think, kind of tried to prepare, you know, by still but still freestyle at the same time. So yeah, it was like a freestyle battle. They wanted it to be like a like an eight mile kind of thing. It was actually like when we were there, they flew us all out to LA. I had one from Texas. They brought a guy from New York and a guy from Cali, guy from uh, Atlanta. And I guess it was five of us out there and they pretty much just shot us. It was like supposed to be like a pilot for a TV show. They were talking with Spike TV. So that's why they had like tech nine on board. So, but basically, yeah, it was just a, a battle thing in that particular case. It was dope though. Nice. 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 Can we ask you how, uh, where did you place? I'm sorry. Where where did you place in the battle? Oh, wh- where did I place or what did I play? Where where did you place? He won. Oh yeah, I I, I won. Yeah, I won. What? Oh, yeah, it was dope. I got to meet Tech oh. Nine and everything, and he had like three chains on, and the shit was. I was like, man, is there so many? Like, you got the same chain in three different colors with diamonds. This shit's dope. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Prince, I just mentioned that like three times on the intro that he, that he, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro, I just trying to confirm, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, man. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how uh, a bunch of an influence Tech 9 is to you, but uh, I mean, is that an artist you look up to or what are some of your, uh, you know, your lyricists that you, uh, you know, have influenced your music growing up? Yeah, if anything, like really not Tech Nine, and I even told him like when I met him, like Tech Nine, like I just respect like the independent grind that he's done and all that stuff. I've never been a crazy fan of the music, but like there's this artist that was on his label named Ritz. That was also that was an artist that I really really look up to and like got inspired from a lot because he was just his story was so like inspiring, you know, because he just was about to quit. He was already like thirty plus, and and then and then bam, he made it. Like it's crazy. Like it was. That shit inspires me, but yeah, like I say, Ritz, of course, like Lil Wayne, Ludacris, Mac Miller, R.I.P., uh, B.O.B., Pimp C, just uh, and Chameleon. That's just like the pot right there that just fucking formed my like my style and what I wanted to do and be. You know, what about you? Uh. Got, you got a track out that I checked out, and I don't know. What about Bone Thugs? What what's what's the story behind that track? Oh hell yeah, 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 for sure, Bone Thugs. But that's a that's a that's like saying like Biggie or like you know what I'm saying yeah, they yeah. up there with that with the with the the goat status. But uh, 
I'd had the beat, and uh, I the first lyrics I started to write was I didn't even plan to call it Bones. I didn't, but just it came out like that because the first uh, lyrics that I said was a uh, feeling like Bone Thugs committing more murder, and then just from there I was like, you know what? Let's do like a Bone Thugs thing. Let's throw the more murder in there. So we got the original song, and then we chopped it up and we put it in there, and then it became a big old thing. And I think just the fact that it was named that it kind of got a lot more buzz than it than it uh. And it could have, like, you know, it probably would have got like a little 2,000 views or 3,000. But now this shit's like almost at 12,000 views, you know, and everybody in the comments is like, man, you know, Bone Thugs would be proud. And, and you know, this is, and that's, uh, the, it's all love. And then uh, my friend actually linked up with uh, Busy Bone and he had showed him the video. And then Busy Bone was like, yo, this shit is so fire. Like, I want to get on the remix and la da da. So that's for a couple months later. I get to meet him. As, uh, he did a show at Scout Bar for like the Hurricane Harvey relief yeah. with Trey. So I got to I got to meet him and he was just like, man, let me know when you want to get on that track. And then I was like, man, honestly, like, I don't want just you. Like, I would, I'd rather have like you and like crazy, but like at least three of y'all, that shit would be super dope, you know? But, you know, he's, so, he's super cool. He showed hella love. It shit was tight. So good. Nice, nice. It's all, it's always good to work, like a good feeling to work with artists you look up to, man. Um, you know, especially an artist like, like that. You know what I mean, like of that magnitude. Um, so let me ask you this: you are, you are from Houston. You say you're born and raised in Houston. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest problem in the Houston rap scene, uh, in your opinion? Mm, I don't know. I think every, everybody pretty much says the same thing. Everybody kind of like don't want to see each other shine that kind of thing i think it's getting way better now like you know everybody's starting to work with each other and, and push each other up rather than oh man i see he's starting to get he's starting to build some momentum i'm not even i'm not going to post his stuff or share it or repost it i think it's, it's more that kind of thing like that crab in a bucket thing maybe that's that's how i see it but i think it's getting a lot better all the artists are coming together you know doing doing events together and shit i think it's definitely like better than it was and also like for me because everyone would say what i just said but for me i think the biggest problem is like it's kind of hard for us to accept the new sound as opposed to like we kind of we're known for that oh man we get but screw and you know <laughs> chopping screw let's let's rap about gripping grain and banging screw and you know which is dope because that's what you know what i'm saying molded us but at the same time it's a whole new it's a whole new wave out there that we got to like compete with and try to be a part of. So, you know, my thing is like trying to at least merge the two, but not be so Houston where it's like, ah oh, man, another song with a, with a screwed hook and yeah. a little Kiki sample, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, and, and it's funny you, you say that because we did have that. That was supposed to be the next question asking if, if do you, you know, do you think the swinging and banging pouring drink style is played out and, I mean, you, you, you just answered it. It's, it's, you got answered it. Huh? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, but I mean, um, I don't, I don't want to say played out cause that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's our thing. That's what, you know, separated us from everybody. That's now everybody's trying to, and that's the crazy thing. Cause everybody is like, man, stop that shit. Stop that gripping grain coming down shit. But then everybody else outside of Texas is, you know what I'm saying? Talking about pulling drink. Yeah. They're screwing up their hooks and it's it's like and then everybody loves it but if someone from houston does it, it's like ah oh, man come on get on some new shit like you know it's so weird that shit is crazy to me but yeah um i wouldn't say yeah i wouldn't say yeah i wouldn't say played out but just uh maybe 
kind of getting old, you know, just got to find a new, something new, new style. Yeah. I mean, music evolves every five years. Uh, and I think that's what the, uh, you think that's what the issue is with uh, the old school and new school, the new old school don't want to change and the new school don't want to acknowledge, you know, where it started. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. That's a that's a big thing right now. Like, uh, Slim had just did a, something on Instagram a while back about the young guys, and and then the young guys didn't take like too kind of it. So I guess uh, Maxo Cream and made a video. Like, you know, all the all the young guys look up to you. Like, we look up to the OGs because you know, coming growing up, we're like, damn, that's what that's our goal. That's what we want to be like. Shit, I want to have a whole album produced by Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then it's just it's just a big clash. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. It's, but it, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, a lot of the older people want to kind of teach us stuff. Like you know, maybe you shouldn't be rapping about pouring drink and and popping zans all the time. But then at the same time, it's like I don't know. It's it's a crazy balance. It's a I don't, I don't even know. Man. But that's what's popular though. That's what gets you radio play is talking about drugs and sex and money and shit. But what, but yeah. are you doing this what, for the love of music or are you doing it for for radio play though? That that's that's my thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But, but it's like also at the same time it's like uh, I want to do music I love and make the kind of music I want to make. But then on the other on the other hand it's like I gotta I also have these kind of records for these certain situations where like the radio comes into play and yada yada. So I don't know. I think it's all about finding the balance. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, since we're talking about the Houston, uh, the Houston music scene, what do you think or how, how are, how do you think you're different from other Houston artists, not just Latin artists, but just Houston artists, period. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that the not Latin artist thing. I hate put, getting put in that box. Like when people hear my music, it's always like, "Oh man, you killing it! It's you and it's you and GT right now, or you and a uh, Doman, or you and other you know Latin art. Like, why can't it be like me and you know somebody like that's not Latin, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, I think that separates my shit. It's more more fun, more organic, like. A lot of rappers are kind of serious, and you know the you know the classic uh, rapping in the hood with the guns in the in the camera and the video that kind of thing. And I think my shit is more <clears throat> based like not that it's comedy rap, but it's more comedic. Like it's more funny. Like I don't, I'm not afraid to like be funny and like smile and shit and show that I'm having a good time while doing this shit because that's why we do it. You know, and everybody else is kind of focused on like, oh man, well yeah, I'm gonna shoot a video. Let's uh, let's rent the Maserati and park it right here. I'm gonna need a fucking model that I'm gonna pay like five hundred dollars <laughs> an hour so she can stand on the Maserati while I'm rapping. And my thing is just like, man, I just dropped a video uh, a month or two ago, and it was just like me and my homies. We went to the fucking pool guy, and we just we drank and we fucking, I just started rapping and the fucking, all the, you know, amazing people was looking at me crazy and they was like uh, videotaping me and fucking, they thought I was famous or something. They started taking pictures <laughs> of me to school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say, yeah, definitely. I say, yeah, I said, definitely. So I say, yeah, that's <clears throat> more my thing. Like more, more fun, just trying to be myself and not like portray a certain kind of image, you know, that I got money or, that you know that if i did if i got money or not i'm not gonna do it you know i'm not gonna make a video where i'm making it rain i'm gonna you know do something creative like when i drop this next video it's better fucking blow everybody away because it's so like create like it's this next level you know yeah. so. 
So, talk to you a little bit about you. We talked about the Houston scene. Um, and we talked about artists you looked up to. What about artists that you would like to work with? And these could be either local artists, uh, unknown names, or, you know, you know, people that are up there in the charts. You tell us, you are. Like who I would like to work with or yeah. who I enjoy. Work. Okay, okay, my bad. And my bad if I'm talking too much too. I feel like I fucking go on forever and y'all do that like. No, no, you bring in the energy though. We like we like that. You know, you you got that right, energy. Yeah. I didn't want to be the, that guy that's like, yeah, you know, Houston lacking, but yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> but uh, man, who I would like to work with? That's crazy. I have like. Uh, I don't know. I like to shoot for the stars, man. I want to work with like um, what was his name? I don't even know his name. I'm I'm horrible. Uh, Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay. Like, bro, I want to do some shit with him. Like, man, because like I do rap, but I write music, you know. And I've written records for people that you know that I wasn't on. Like, I just like write music, and I like you know doing metal. So I would like to work with him. I would like to work with fucking. I just want to, on the cool, I want to fuck with uh, Lil Xan. He's fucking, I love Lil Xan, man. Everybody <laughs> hates on him, but he's fucking, he's cool. He's cool. I like his music, so I think uh, we'll make something fun. Like, I feel like anybody that gets on a track with me is, like, it's going to be dope because I'm going to make it dope. You know what I mean? Like, I done got on, I had to do features with, uh, you know, some random dudes that I was just like, man, here, it's this much. And he's like, all right, pull up. And then I was like, all right, so shit, I pull up get the cash and i'm in the um they don't really know what they're doing too much so i, so I kind of like help them you know I'll, I'll do the hook and they're like bro play it down right now that sounds amazing and you know <laughs> it's cool so but yeah lizanne <laughs> um who is i got something with slim in the works so nice. I, I can knock that one i'll definitely like do a song with chameleon there but like that'll be like if I ever like blow up, blow up and on my first like debut album like for sure i'm trying to get camille on the verse that's the that's the og <laughs> and then uh riff raff uh riff raff he's fucking cold i love riff raff i know y'all know y'all look at me like man you saying some wag motherfuckers <laughs> little zan and riff raff but not nah, riff riff raff cold riff raff really cold though so yeah riff raff tiger woods what if i'm like tiger woods wait wait, <laughs> wait R- riff raff came out riff raff yeah, is classic riff raff is uh tiptoeing in my jordans right Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, he's he, but even, uh, even even before then, yeah, even before then, when he's like, uh, "Mo 15's in my trunk, then my cell is quinceanera, acres home, maricon." Like, come on, man, don't sleep on my boy, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> true, because he'd be like, "I'm like the cold king, codeine king Kong," and it was like all these crazy ass names. He created, man. You can't knock it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's his own style. He's got him where he is. <laughs> exactly, definitely. That's that, that's how he did it. How he branched out from Houston, like he kept the Houston thing, but he did his own thing with it. So I I just respect it. I I can't knock nobody in this game, man. I heard I heard he used to pick up Miracle from high school. This is just speculation, and I've met Miracle before. He used to go to <laughs> Harris, and she was just as bad as she was then as she is now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, so he was fucking slaying CDs at Katie Mills Mall. Like, man, my boy was out here grinding. Like, boys don't know about that kind of grind these days. You know, everybody just posts some on SoundCloud and yeah. try to spam it to everybody. Nah, my boy, my boy Jody out there at Katie Mills Mall passing out CDs. Not even, he was selling them hoes. Come on, let's go. <laughs> five dollars, two for five. He can make it sound in, in, uh, in the mall that you can, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me. Let That's me. another thing too. Like, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I, that, but yeah, another thing is like, you know, I just turned uh, 27. So like the thing about my age is like, and even with my music, it's kind of like current, like kind of like today, but still like at the same time, me coming up when I first wanted to rap, I was, you know, in high school, like middle school, I was always rapping and I, I always looked up to like GT. I don't know if you know, remember this guy, he used to uh, go by grade A, this grade guy a named Lil hustler. Young. Yeah. This, yeah, this guy, yeah, hell yeah. This guy named Lil Young. This guy, it was, it was Wondrous and uh, A&T, like all these fucking, these dudes when I was young, like they were really out here in the local scene, but not yes. just out in the local, like they was really like passing out CDs. They was out with the flyers. They was out at the car shows with, with all the, you know, that's the, that's the real grind and that's the shit I came up on. So like, what about Risky? I, you know, you, you fuck with Risky? You like Risky's music back in the day? What? Come on, Come bro. on, man. Yes, Risky was the fucking this, bro. I tell him now, like I was like, bro. Now that you retired, I'm the I'm the best I'm the best Latin rapper alive, bro. Because he had that time, man. He he this, man. He this for real. I wish he still did rap, man. Risky, I tell him all the time. Man, I'm about to sound like a fanboy, but hey, everybody you just mentioned, that's the shit I used to listen to. So when you were saying the names, I was like, finally, somebody that knows who the hell I'm talking hell, about. Great A, the hustler with the, with, bro, with the yes. Chopaholics, GT Garza, hey, Chopaholics, yeah, Great A, Risky. Boy, them boys used to have some dope ass music back in the day. Man, for but not even that. They had to grind. They had yes. to because it was like there was the internet, but it was like MySpace. You know what I'm saying? So when it was time to grind, it was time to grind. Like go out in the streets. So that's what I respected, and that's how like when I first started pressing up CDs and all that. That's what I believed in. Like the footwork, like going out, shaking hands, passing this out, trying to sell this, trying to sell pa pa pa. Not just you know getting on the net. And uploading my shit and just spam it to everybody. Like I'm sitting at the house while yeah. trying to spam everybody and hope, hope something, you know, hope I get a fan, hope I get like five fans shit. I like seeing them out there with, you know, getting it like shit. At the car that shows shit and shit. Me. Man, exactly. Risky, bro. risky and grade A were two people I would have liked to work with when I was doing music. And I never, I got to work yeah. with GT, but Risky kind of yeah. just faded out and then GT, uh, not GT, uh, uh, grade A just disappeared. I don't, yeah, yeah, he was on a like because I got to, I actually got a chance to work with him. Like he, uh, I used to know this guy named Super Dave. Super Dave, and yeah. uh, he was a rapper. Yeah, he was a rapper from Pasadena. And like when I first was starting to get a little name, you know, he was like one of the first guys that looked out for me. Like he would come scoop me up because I didn't, you know, I was you know, not uh, old enough to drive. And he'll take me to the studio, and I record songs, and I'll be like, "Hey, I want you on this song." And Great A, and he was like, "Great A." I was like, yeah, great A. He's like, uh, I don't know if he'll do it, you know, because you know, he don't really know you. I was like, man, look, bro, I got $100. Like, tell him come through. <laughs> and, I, and, so, and sure enough, yeah, he came through. So I was like, yo, I got great A on this. I'm like, man, I was feeling myself. <laughs> hey, Turo, let me ask you this, man. Um, yeah, y'all know what time it is. It's giveaway time. And it's pretty simple. We're giving away two tickets to go see Cardi B at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. It's a sold-out event, so you definitely want to get your hands on these tickets. And it's pretty simple. All you have to do is as it follows. All you have to do, if you're listening to us on iTunes, go subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot, and on our Facebook page, we have, and if you don't follow the Facebook page, it's at Show. So, on the very top of the page, we have a pinned picture that says cardi b giveaway tickets 
uh, ticket giveaway, something like that. But anyways, on that picture, all you have to do is post your screenshot showing us you're subscribed to the podcast. Now, if you're listening on Spotify, same thing. Like the podcast, take the screenshot, show us you're subscribed. Uh, same thing for SoundCloud. Whatever platform you use, show us you subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot, post it on there. The winner will be selected at random. Make sure you drop a five-star review and we appreciate it as well. So that's all you have to do. Subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot, post it on our Facebook page, and you might be the winner of the two tickets for the Cardi B Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Concerts. Let's go back to the interview with Two Raw. So we were talking about, you know, how you went to the uh, to the pool guy and you were doing your music video and how you know you won these contests so obviously you got a following there's people that follow you there's fans uh yeah do, do you interact with the fans like on social media or how do you interact with them and how do you respond to to the fans of the following of your music yeah definitely shit i'm never i'm never shy man like I always you know i might not always you know and there's definitely like <laughs> not to i'm definitely not an asshole not a dude i'm i appreciate everybody who supports like i'm never ungrateful but then there's just those weirdos that kind of <laughs> hit you up like on the daily like hey what are you doing and i'm just like uh chilling <laughs> yeah like they'll hit me you know yeah <laughs> and they'll always repost my music though and all that so i'm just like you know much love like you know but then they kind of it get a little it get a little it's a little too much but shit that's just fine we should, we should, yeah, hang, always, out. We should you know, hang out bro like hold on man yeah like bro like, i just I, bro i just got a fucking 20 sack of reggie bro just come through and we can fucking freestyle and i'm like, uh, you know no no you understand because like <clears throat> the thing with me like i'm still i'm I'm okay, like, I got a good little following, but, like, I'm not to the point where I can just say, I'm going to announce a show, and then everybody's going to come. Like, I got to sell tickets, so I got to meet these people, and a lot of the uh -huh. times, I'm meeting people I never, you know, I just, that know me through Instagram or through Twitter or, or Facebook, so when I meet them, it's, it's where they're like, hey, bro, come inside, and I'm like, I was like, how many tickets you need? He's like, bring three. So I'm in here, three tickets, and then I'm in somebody's house or somebody mama cooking. And they're like, hey, come to, my, come to my room, come to my room. And they firing up some Reggie, and they're like, look, yeah, this is my little setup right here. I got I got a, a cool edit and shit. I'm like, oh, dope, dope. He's like, you, you want to drop some real quick? And then I'm, I mean, I was like, I mean, oh. I guess. I you know, but I try, yeah, but I try to be cool. I try to be cool. <laughs> nah, nah, that's, that's all I love, though. It's all love. Hey, so so you've been. I like the man. The man just bought the man just bought three tickets at twenty bucks a pop. So he, he you know he throw, he threw sixty down to for him and his friends to come see me. I'm gonna get in there and do a little verse in, in this man's club. I'm that, not tripping. Yeah, you gonna love that boy, huh? But boy, boy, Turo, Turo got a verse that he like. You record the same verse for everybody that invites you. They're like, ah, these people, <laughs> <laughs> these people ain't gonna oh, put God. this out. Let me just give them the same verse. Let me recycle this verse. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't. I don't go as hard as I could. I, I was just like, man, let me get some little throwaway bars or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, let me God. ask you this, man. So you've been on some big stages, you know, just on on the competition uh, alone. You've also, I was reading your uh, your bio, and it says you've opened up for uh, Slaughterhouse, Nipsey Hussle, and and other major artists. Um, have you ever dealt with performance anxiety, or or just get up there and you're just nervous, like shit, I'm about to eight mile this shit. Like, do, do you ever yeah, feel like that? 
<clears throat> what's weird is like the only time i really get nervous is like a small crowd which is fucking weird i don't know why i guess because it's just a little bit of people so you know that little that little second those little couple seconds after you're done with the song it kind of it's about to go to the next song so it's just quiet until it switches <laughs> to the next song and it's just that fucking silence and you're just like shit i'll be like make some noise or something like come on <laughs> so just like yeah the small crowds and then uh yeah i guess just battling are doing the cipher i don't want to fuck up because you fuck up you're you're out of there you know what i'm saying um <clears throat> i did this thing called the h-town rap battle which uh was hosted by dobezy and it was a dope like i'm not gonna lie that right there h-town rap battle, that shit really like plummeted my shit because even in houston i had an okay following but after h-town rap battle bro like my shit shot up and, and it's crazy because i just on saturday i went to like a little freestyle contest with a esg and it was in dickinson which is not too far from where I stay, you know, like like close to Galveston. But anyway, some uh, Mexican, some Mexican dudes that came up, they like, too all right. Yeah, I seen you from the H Town rap battle, and I was like, bro, that's crazy because everybody talks about that H Town rap. But I went to a show. My bad again if I keep talking too much. But I I went to a show in Austin to see this artist I like because he wasn't uh, coming to Houston or whatever. So man, I'm gonna drive to Austin. I want to go see the show. So I go. I'm I'm Dolo. I'm chilling. A dude like in a fucking it's like an albino dude with a fro and some glasses. And bro, I swear to God, he I'm just chilling to the music. He comes up to me because hey, you're uh O OMG too raw, right? I know you. And I was like, Yeah, dude, that's me, man. What's up? You know, I was fucking, I was smiling. I'm a I'm a fucking little I'm a little girl when it motherfuckers bad. I don't know you. So I'm like right there, like, hey, yeah, man, what's up? He's like, Yeah, bro, I know you from the H Town rap battle. And I was like, damn, that's live all the way in Austin. This motherfucker know me because that shit. Like, man, that shit is dope. I fuck with that shit. Man, it's dope. <laughs> I just want to keep going and not stop. You feel me? Yeah, man. Um, right. So you got some, cur- uh, some current projects you're working on. You told us about this new project you got out called uh, The Five Pack. It's an EP you put out. Uh, can you tell us more about, about The Five Pack? Yeah, it's just basically uh, the past couple of months I was working because, man, I, I, you know, I stay working on like a project. But it's like I feel like it'll never come out. I'm just such like man. Nah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a wait until I can do this or do that. You know what I'm saying? And plus, I'm there's always that fear like when you drop a project, it's never gonna fully reach its potential. Like I'm gonna drop it, it's gonna get like 600 downloads, and that's that. You know, like when my next project, man, I really want to like you know get a publicist and do it the right way. Like I want my shit in like mass appeal and like XXL. You know, I want I want to get the good blogs and shit. So really, this was just something to hold the people down because I haven't dropped something. I haven't dropped a project in like a year, maybe two. Like I've just been dropping videos and like little singles. And the people, you know, asking what's up with the new me, they always see me in the studio, but I don't ever drop none. So I was like, man, let me drop like a five pack of songs. Each song is different. You know what I'm saying? This will be like a boom bap kind of thing. This will be like a trap record. This shit will be like a fucking, I don't even know what to call, like a fucking funk record. Like, you know, just going hard. And it's good because it's been helping me like, expand like my writing and get more creative so yeah i just dropped it right before the new year i was trying to be that guy like oh yeah right before the new year here goes this <laughs> and it's getting a lot of good response man everybody like everybody's favorite one is like a different song like everybody has a different favorite which is dope like i didn't want people to like the same song like everybody has a different different uh favorites and this shit is dope so I, that's so, what i've been so, pushing so for somebody who doesn't who, who may have never heard of you what or what songs do they listen to that defines you up? Damn, that's a good time. And man, I don't know why I was thinking about that shit today. Like, because I got another interview on Saturday and I was like, man, somebody's going to ask me this shit and I don't really know. But <laughs> here I we guess, are. Uh, uh, here we are. <laughs> I know. 
Hey, boy, beat me to the punch. <laughs> I can't <laughs> think about it, but, uh, man, I would have to say, man, hold up. Maybe, maybe Noah Jose. That's like a, a single I dropped last year. And uh, I thought it was really dope. You know, it, it's, it got a lot of love, but I just thought it was more doper. Like, I think that shit could have went like on the radio or something. You know, it had that new, that new kind of sound. But then it was me at the same time still like still dropping the bars, though. You know, I, I always want to like make sure my lyrics are dope, too. Not just like the melodies and stuff like that. So, yeah, probably No Way Jose. It's not Papi Chulo. Shit. Yeah, not Papi Chulo. Watch the video. And kind of describes me and, and the kind of the kind of feel I'm going towards. I'm more like into um, representing like my what I came from now. You know, I used to always wanted to be the best rapper and be lyrical and the, all that stuff. But now it's like, man, I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna throw some Spanish in there. I'm gonna fucking rep my people and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. So let me ask you this: You said uh, "No Way Jose" will be the track. Um... And, you know, you just talked about how, you know, you want, you want people to, you know, you want to throw some Spanish on there and kind of show people your style. Now, but let me ask you this though. Um, what's more important to you, the lyrics or putting out, cause we were kind of touched on, touched on this earlier, putting out something that's, that's popular. Like, like Lil Zan got no bars at all, to be honest. He coming up with it. He coming up with it. He's so, young. He real young. <laughs> so, so what's more important to you though? Putting out a track that's gonna that's gonna you know be on the radio or or you know what? I know I got bars. Let me let me showcase my skill. What, what's what's more important to you? Yeah, de- like definitely back in the gap, back in the day, like me two years ago. Well, I was all about the bars and, you know, that's why I was done competitions. Not because like eight times out of 10, I would win, but just because I wanted to show people and it would be, you know, it would be crazy because like, man, you got one Mexican dude in a whole, in a club full of black people. And then, you know, you, and you dropping that shit that they're like, huh, huh, whole crowd, right? You know, get butterflies and stuff. So that was, that was my thing for show. But now it's definitely the like, love it. yes. <laughs> the black people love that's done. <laughs> so, but now definitely it's more about, <laughs> it's more now, uh, it's more now about the records, man. Like now I want to make, I have done the, I've done the rap thing. I've proven myself as I, I like to think I've proven myself. But now it's just, yeah, definitely about the records, man. I just need to, I want to make bigger records, make records that could, you know, withstand the test of time. Like if you jam the uh, five pack, I got this record, Funk With You, bro, it's literally the most different thing I've ever did. But it's just one of my favorite songs that I wrote because it's just fucking everybody fucks with. Like out of everybody who said their favorites of the of the five pack, Funk With You is definitely the the favorite of ever. They're like, man, this can go on the radio. This could blow you up. This is your duh. And shit, that shit is dope. Like, now, now that's kind of what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna start pushing that specific song. Cause it's like, I don't even know. That shit gives me chills. Cause it just, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those records that you can play at the fucking, at the family barbecue. You feel me? Like, it's, it's one of those ones. So let me ask you this. I, I got, I got a beat right here. We never done this. We've never tried to do this. Cause huh. I, I don't know if I have the setup. It's a beat that was yeah. made for me back in 2008 by Chingo Bling. How, nice. how do you feel about how do you feel about dropping a quick freestyle for us? Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> I don't know. Will I hear it right and rap at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's gonna be a delay. Like I said, we've never tried this, but I was like, you know what? 
Let's let's give this shit a sh- you shot. You know what he's talking all that shit. Let me see what he's got. <laughs> Let me see what my boy got. Hey, Let don't me- give us no throwaway in the bars. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear the beat? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> 2008 beat for sure. <laughs> Trying to put the city on my shoulders. Twelve still trying to pull me over. Probably gonna take me in, so I'm lighting up a blunt. I ain't going sober. I was getting shorty with a Motorola. Age time, I time getting closer. If I get a thigh pregnant, then I'm putting 84 on a baby stroller. Ain't believe me, so I'm about to show you. Always knew I was a standout. Got kicked out the taking game because I was pouring drinks with the mascot. Well, you know what the plan die. I could give a fuck about some damn pride. I don't shake hands unless there's money in it, so don't come at me with your hand out. Said them boys better quit the bitching. They fuck with me because my shit is different. Shining hard, yeah, I really glisten. Showing ass like I'm skinny dipping. Hey, time to time to keep me hitting. Fuck that, though. Watch the man respect. Mm, nah, nah, something like that. I don't know. I <laughs> 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 Nice. Nice, hey, though. Nice. Hey, that was dope, though. That was dope. And, and this is legit the Appreciate first... Appreciate it, man. This is legit as the first time we tried this. I was like, you know what? Let me, fuck it. We'll bring out this old beats that I got. That's that's how long it's been since I fuck with music. <laughs> Yeah, that was dope, Appreciate man. That I, hope it, dope. I hope it sounds good when y'all play it back. I'll be like, huh? Yeah, yeah, right. It's gonna be a whole bunch of static. People gonna be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I are they know. <laughs> Fucking dis- my my voice gonna be all distorted. <laughs> Nah, we gonna make sure we gonna make sure they hear what we heard, man. That was that was dope, man. We appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for real. Thank you for doing this shit. Hey, man, you got any upcoming projects and any any projects coming out pretty you know soon for people to be on the lookout? Yeah, I'm actually working on like a. Uh, it's like like literally, this shit is like two two years in the making. Cause like I did the five pack, and you know that was a whole. I'm a, I was like, I'm gonna start fresh, make these five songs, put them out, five. But these songs I've already had like tucked away for a, a good while. And I'm like, man, I'm going to wait for these because these are like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've been getting a lot more creative with the writing and, you know, being more different, like just not afraid to try shit. And, you know, now I'm better with the melodies and I can't sing for shit, but somehow they make it sound good in the studio. So I'll be like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to call that shit um, uh, Bobby Trilito. Like Bobby Polito, but like Bobby Trilito. Trilito. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. But, yeah, like an LP kind of thing. And, you know, it's going to have a... Like so far, all the producers on there are like from Texas, like from Houston or from Dallas or uh, one guy's from I forgot fucking where, man. I'm sorry. It was like a small town. I don't know, but he's tight though. But um, yeah, that's the shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push that shit out. See what's popping. Get some new videos out. I got a video coming with a. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this guy named Clever. Yeah, uh, Clever. Stunny's uh, little. Yeah, Stunny's little bro. Yeah. Yeah, we just shot a video the other day, so that one's about to drop and. You know, shit like that. Planning some trips, some out of town shows, out of state shows is what I, you know, trying to get that going again. Already, man. Well, shit. Uh, everybody that's listening, make sure you guys check out the free pack, uh, free pack, five pack, <laughs> five pack from Two Raw. Uh, we're going to have the social media links on the description of the podcast. So make sure you guys hit that follow button. Check out his music on iTunes, uh, Spotify. I'm sure it's on all the streaming services. Uh, any last shout outs or anything you want to give out before um before we let you go, man? Oh uh, man, of course, shout out Smooth Vega, man. Always uh throwing the plays my way, always looking out, showing love. Much respect to that guy. Um, love everything he's doing. Shout out to you guys for, you know, reaching out, giving the giving a new guy a shot that you haven't heard before. Um shout out just everybody who fucks with my shit and you know, everything, every link I throw out, they listen to it, whether it's an interview, whether it's a song video you know and everybody who shares my shit and uh shout out my boy dende too man y'all uh he just dropped a project 
on Friday. Y'all should check that out too. He's like a singer, rapper, producer, real dope dude. And um that's about it, man. Already. Already. Well shit, once again, man, too raw. We do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, man. And uh we'll definitely uh stay in touch and um like them like them kids be telling you, hey man, we're whenever you're in town, man, let us know, man. We'll go out there and buy some tickets, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Appreciate you. If you're ever in Belleville. Hell yeah. That fire. That popcorn. If you're ever in Belleville oh. fucking with them hoes, man, stop by. We'll record live. <laughs> Shout out my Belleville shorties too, man. I love y'all. <laughs> Shorty got me like I'm hanging off a cliff I don't wanna let go So just take my hand Baby dance with me slow Let me take charge Like my battery low Tell you hit me up When you ain't mad anymore Give you puppy eyes Looking sad when you go Yeah sad when you go Ayy And fuck your friends Cause they don't know me though That girl poison But Juliet took some poison For Romeo So how you love that If I pull her offset I'll be at your window Playing baby come back I don't wanna feel stuck with you Ooh ooh Yeah if we go our separate ways, I keep in touch with you, ooh, 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 yeah And I'ma always be around cause I fuck with you, ooh, yeah And I'ma always be around cause I fuck with you, ooh, with you Let me lead the way, let me move with you, yeah Whoa, whoa, oh, yeah Whoa, oh, 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 She said move to the music, just grew, baby boy, I'm the Go nigga, used to the cold winners bundle up Baby hit the blunts without a warm you up Said she want my love but that was not enough Said she want my money too I just want to vibe baby right lady All I'm living lady is the grind Made me shine crazy How you want me? I ain't got no time Got a blast, Jimmy Pop But I ain't stopped too busy all up on the ass Cause I just want to vibe with you And maybe spend my time with you Just let me know what I should do ooh, 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 ooh. Just let me know what I should yeah, do I don't wanna feel stuck with you ooh, ooh. Yeah, if we go our separate ways, I keep in touch with you. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'ma always be around cause I fuck with you. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, I'ma always be around cause I fuck with you. Groove with you. Let me lead the way, let me move with you. Yeah, that was Fuck With You by Tura from his, uh, I think he called it the Holiday Five Pack uh, project he put out on SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, that was too raw, man, out of Houston. He had an event. Yeah. Uh, he had an event on Sunday, which was yesterday. Uh, it's really today, but if you're listening on a Monday, that was yesterday. So, uh, and uh, if you guys heard in the middle of that interview, we gave you instructions on what you got to do again to win tickets to go see Cardi B at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. People keep hitting me up talking about how do we win? How do we win? Listen to the podcast. That's how you win. 
Then we got people on YouTube. Hey, I didn't see that. This is not the podcast. This is YouTube. You got to listen to the podcast. You got to listen to the interview. You can't just get free shit, people. This ain't America, okay? We don't give shit for free in here. This is the Jay Vash Show. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, you got to drop a five-star rating on there. Otherwise, we get y'all. So, once again, thank you guys for listening. I just want to say uh, we are very thankful for your guys' support. We were ranked uh, top three on the music uh, category on Apple Podcasts. We're still kicking ass in Laos. We're still number one. So, shout out to everybody in South Asia, uh, Laos to be exact. Um, and uh, make sure you guys check out the website, thejvastshow.com. All the links to our social media pages are up there. Just click on them and they'll take you to Instagram, which is the JVAS show. It'll take you to Facebook at JVAS show. Uh, I'm starting to fuck with a little bit more with Twitter. It's still not all there. I haven't really tweeted anything, but, but I'm going to start getting active on there. Uh, so make sure you guys hit us up. Let us know what you think. Tune into The Underdog every Friday. Make sure you guys support all the up and coming and independent artists that we play on there. And um, it's that time of the time of the show. It's about the time of year. Time of the show where Prince tells you where you can follow him. Holla at him, Prince. Yes. Follow me on Facebook at Prince J. That's J E. The little sign over that, and on Instagram, the Prince Jericho, J E R R I C H O, on my Insta. I was thinking, you got a complicated ass name on Instagram. You should make it a little bit easier for people to find you on there. But um, on Instagram, I tried. Like I tried. I was like been looking for some shit, but nobody has my name. So why not make it the Prince Jericho? Because it's complicated. You want people to be able to find you. People are it's stupid. It's not complicated. Just people, one extra people, don't know, people don't know how to spell Jericho, bro. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry for saying this on air, but I, but I know y'all don't. Uh, y'all will read y'all Bible. <laughs> so I appreciate all you guys listening, man. Uh, make sure you tune in every Monday for interviews with up-and-coming and independent artists. Make sure you guys tune in every Friday. It's 25 songs of all independent artists. If you're an independent artist and would like to submit your music or would like to be featured on the podcast, make sure you guys send your music to artists at thejvashow.com. That link is on the description of the podcast. It's also available on the website at thejvashow.com. You are listening to The J Vaz Show. I am your host, J Vaz, and it is Prince Jarek on the other side of the line. Thank you guys for listening. We are out. Box, you run your mouth all the time, but you don't box, though. I'm at that 9-7-9 at the box, though.